I'm Cassie Pollock with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. State and reproductive rights attorneys are scheduled to be in federal court again today to argue whether Texas should make health providers cremate or bury fetal remains. The trial is centered on Senate Bill 8, a measure passed in 2017 to require just that. SBA, which was slated to go into effect February 1st, would force healthcare facilities to bury or cremate fetal remains from abortions, miscarriages, or treatments for ectopic pregnancy. But opponents sued the state over that part of the law and won a temporary injunction. The state and abortion opponents argue that the rule aimed to ensure aborted or miscarried fetuses aren't disposed of in landfills. Opponents, meanwhile, argue the law would infringe on a woman's ability to make health decisions. Arguments in the trial are expected to last all week. Follow the Tribune's Marissa Evans on Twitter for updates. The chancellors of Texas's largest university systems were among the country's best-paid public university leaders last year. Bill McRaven, former chancellor of the University of Texas system, earned over $1.5 million in combined base pay, bonuses, and other financial benefits in the 2017 fiscal year. John Sharp, chancellor of the Texas A&M University system, earned over $1.2 million. That's according to a national survey conducted by the Chronicle of Higher Education, which found that average pay among public college leaders surveyed was around 560000 5% more than the year before. The Chronicle surveyed 220 public colleges and university systems for the report. Other top-earning Texans were Michael Young, president of Texas A&M University, who earned $1 million, and Greg Fenvis, president of the University of Texas at Austin, who earned around $762,000. When Fenvis was hired in 2015, he turned down a $1 million salary. From last week, a Salvadoran mother and her 16-year-old daughter were reunited in Corpus Christi on Friday after spending almost two months apart. Mercedes, who spoke with the Tribune on her way to pick up her daughter, said the two were separated by U.S. authorities after crossing the Texas-Mexico border. Mercedes' husband also crossed the border, but has since been deported. A Brazilian grandmother who was separated from her disabled grandson nearly a year ago was released from federal custody last week. Her attorney said she immediately left El Paso to see her grandson, who has severe epilepsy and autism. But her case is far from over. A federal judge dismissed her asylum claim, which means she must now either ask the judge to reconsider or ask the Board of Immigration Appeals for a review. I'm Cassie Pollock with the Texas Tribune. You've been briefed. The brief is sponsored by Entergy. Rebuilding lives, creating a bright future, Energy Texas is committing $1 million to support Texas nonprofits.